Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, overnight rain and snow causes more delay and headaches to the late fall harvest. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Periods of drizzle mixed with snow and a high of plus four. Chance of freezing drizzle overnight. The low zero. Tomorrow overcast, the high plus five. 40% chance of evening flurries tomorrow. The low zero. Wednesday cloudy, 40% chance of flurries or showers. The high plus five. The low minus two. Thursday clearing with a high of nine. The low plus one. Friday periods of rain. The high 10. The low four. Saturday cloudy. The high 10. The low one. Sunday finally some sunny skies in the forecast with a high of 13. Normal high for this date is 15 degrees. Normal low is one. The sun rose at 6.56 this morning. It sets at 6.41 tonight. And around the province, we have the hot spot, Uranium City in the far north, the end of the province, at 5 degrees. The cold spot, Cypress Hills in the far southwest corner, at minus 2. Estevan is plus 3, Saskatoon plus 1. Swift Current is 0, Weyburn and Yorkton both plus 2. Regina has some drizzle rain. It's plus 2. That's 36 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-northeast at 15. Humidity is 93%. The barometer dropping 101.9. Light snow in Moose Jaw, plus 1. Winds are from the north-northeast at 9. Once again, Regina, light drizzle. It's 2. That's 36 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best, online at mcdougallauction.com. And brought to you by Edge Microactive, the new weapon against weed resistance. Visit gowancanada.com for more information. Harvest has been delayed further across much of Saskatchewan following widespread snow and rain this weekend. The worst hit area was the southwest corner of the province at about 40 centimeters of snow with smaller amounts further east. But it was a fair amount of snow further east. There was even reports of power outages around Assiniboia because of the wet snow knocking down lines. Rosetown has about 2 inches or 5 centimeters. Regina and Saskatoon have a small covering of snow this morning. SARM President Ray Orb says some rural municipalities are considering declaring a disaster area because of the late harvest and extended rainfall. He says such a declaration highlights the severity of the loss and enables SARM to push for government support. He farms in the Cupar area north of Regina. Well, in the south of the Cupar area, you know, we've had um, probably a couple of inches, you know, over the last week, uh, but unfortunately we had a fair amount of snow last night, even though it didn't stay on the ground for very long. We just have really a skiff this morning. A lot of the crops 
that we're standing, particularly cereals, you know, we're damaged quite a bit by them. That's a concern that I noted yesterday uh, evening when I was uh, when I was coming home was that um, some of these crops have been flattened, and and so I know in the areas in the southwest. Um, there's a lot more snow down there, and uh, we're really concerned about the crops. And the, the crop quality is of an issue, of course. How much downgrading do you expect? Well, you know, for some of the cereals, uh, unfortunately, there's been quite a bit of downgrading already. Although, um, you know, I mean, it's spotty in some areas. For instance, yesterday in the Tisdale area, the farmers were still combining, and I think the quality is better up there. But once you're losing a grade, you know, every time you, you get a snow like this, I'm sure they're looking at uh, at some, uh, probably in the number three area of hard red spring, but unfortunately there might be some feed as well where you have swaths on the ground where you have sprouting. So that's a big concern, you know, about flooding the market. So, uh, we're you know, we're starting to um, be more concerned about this because as time goes on and we know we have about, about 50% of the crop on average out in rural Saskatchewan. Is there any frost damage? I'm not aware of that yet. You know, there probably is in some areas further north, speaking to some farmers up there over the weekend, and they said they had some frost. There were a few mornings where they had to, you know, scrape the ice off their windshields. But really in the, in the area that I'm in, that's kind of the east central area of the province, I don't think it's, uh, it's quite as evident yet. However, as uh, we're hoping, uh, when it does dry up enough that farmers can get it on their field. But I know just in the Lipton area, they've had, one producer was telling me about 17 inches of rain in the last two or three weeks. So that's uh, becoming a real big problem just to get out in the fields to be able to harvest. When do you expect farmers to be able to resume harvest? I would hope in the next two weeks that this weather will turn around. Uh, it doesn't look good, you know, for the, uh, the short-term forecast. You know, when it's getting up into uh, double digits and the low double digits, you know, in, in about a week's time. We need some wind, obviously. We need some windy days, probably in the, in the uh, area of 20 degrees or higher before these crops are going to dry out. So um, all those things are, are weighing on us, and, and SARM is concerned about this, and we're going to be meeting this, uh, this Friday and, and discussing some of the options that we might pursue as far as getting the government, uh, the province and the federal government to look at this. Maybe uh, areas we think there will be rural municipalities that uh, proclaim disasters because of the heavy snow. So you're thinking of declaring a disaster area, and that would, uh, do you think, help provide s- some government support for farmers? Well, you know, we're going to be talking to crop insurance. We need to know the stats exactly, uh, how much of the crop is out there. I know the crop reports are usually about a week behind, um, and uh, the crop quality, they may have some idea yet already what the crop quality is out there, although what's out there now is anybody's guess. Uh, but there are some programs that are in place, of course, uh, agri-stability. Uh, the federal government worked with the province of Saskatchewan to actually uh, postpone the deadline for signing up, so it gave producers extra time to sign up for agri-stability. We know there are problems with that program, and I think we need to meet with the province uh, and the federal government to discuss this. I know there's a federal election, but you know what? Uh, now is a good time to talk about farm policy. We're going to be doing that. We've actually got information on our website. We have an election hub, and we've been asking candidates to give opinions on some of these things. And if there are debates that are public, we're going to be asking those questions of the candidates. Uh, Will you stand behind farmers? Will you help develop better safety net programs for agriculture? We also be looking for any government support for the cost of grain drying. Well, you know, there is... There's an ag recovery program. That's one thing we're going to be talking about. And we know that, you know, the price of uh, the cost of grain drying is very high. So 
So there may be something that the province could do. But we need better facts. We need to find out exactly what, what the issues are, the volume of the grain quality uh, before we request this to government. We want to kind of get our ducks in a row before we go down that road. But that's something that ag recovery could address is a widespread incident like this that's really beyond farmers' control. Ray Orb is the president of Sarmand Farms in the Cupar area about 80 kilometers north of Regina. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business. Call 782-5999. Weekend precipitation is expected to cause more harvest delays and push up wheat prices. Wheat futures have jumped 60 cents a bushel in Minneapolis this month because of delayed harvest in Canada and the northern U.S. The senior market analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions, Neil Townsend, says prices should remain firm for higher quality wheat. I think we're going to see for the better quality wheat, you know, like you're going to see more bids in the high $6 range and into the $7 range. I would guess the bigger question would be, and I I think those will persist through next week, the bigger question is like, for how long will the market feel insecure about the overall supply of like, you know, the better milling wheat? And, you know, I I guess like uh, necessity is the mother of an invention. And I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be necessary for them to actually like, you know, go down into the lower reaches of the wheat, but it it feels like that's what they're going to be thinking right now. And so, You know, it's all a matter of how much coverage the millers of North America take. And I mean, I think they're interested in more coverage right now because they perceive such a risk. So I expect prices to remain firm through next week and perhaps the week after that. But once we start to sort things out and figure out where the wheat is and how you can kind of make a blend of the wheat to satisfy your needs, I I think we're going to go back to more of a global market on wheat and see some, we need another story, another demand story, or another supply risk to really kind of sustain the upward trend in prices. The other major crop, of course, canola. Let's talk about it. What is the outlook there? Well, I mean, you know, canola, there's lots left to be harvested, particularly in Saskatchewan. And, you know, the weather forecast doesn't look particularly good. That being said, I mean, in general, I think the market doesn't perceive as much of a quality risk for standing canola due to like adverse weather. Now, you know, a real, real bad frost probably doesn't help, but it's, we're probably past the point of time where it's considered like a real, a real buzzkill. I think the prices for canola depend on availability. So, you know, if we haven't harvested enough uh, and there's still stuff out there standing and we need some, I mean, that could boost the price. Uh, And then the final thing is just, you know, what are the exports going to be? And I mean, we have two markets in particular that are sort of like, you know, one is positive and one is maybe negative and both could turn. And the positive is like, you know, it looks like the European Union is going to have very, very solid demand for Canadian canola, you know, perhaps uh, upwards of two to three million tons. And then, you know, the negative is just, again, our trade situation with China. Now, We've gotten off to a great start with canola exports. We're up about 45% from where we were at this time last year. And this time last year, we didn't have this, you know, real, real deep concern about what the situation was with China. That came later on in the marketing year, more in, you know, November, December, and then, you know, forward from there. As far as prices go, Jim, I mean, I I think, like, I don't see any significant sell-off in canola from where we are. That being said, I think we're going to see the pace of the firming sort of slow 
and we're going to see more canola start to reach market. What would change our mind on that? Well, I think the first thing is if one of the results of the harvest for canola, and it's it's well behind. I mean, it's it's you know not like there's a lot left to be harvested. I think like what would happen is if you know we suddenly saw that oh maybe these yields for the last 50% that we harvest are not where we thought they would be, and maybe there's you know five, six, seven hundred thousand tons less of canola out there, and then maybe we get up, we could go up another you know twenty bucks on the futures and and solidify cash prices by another thirty or forty cents. But I think canola is going to be flat until uh, flat to up, but not up in a big way until we're done uh, harvest here. So the price outlook canola? Well, I mean, I think we're going to see uh, you know strong upper nines. And some tens for nearby, and you know I think we're going to start to build a bit of a carry into the market. But I think you know uh, we're going to challenge resistance levels when we you know try to push into the 10.25 or 10.50 range on uh, you know 2019-20, and we're going to need more information. And what would kind of create us you know a bit more of an upswing would be if we see strong export numbers to both uh, European Union and, and we see China being like uh, you know solid and not detrimental to the overall export volume that goes out. Neil Townsend is a senior market analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Hickseed in Moss Bank. If you have the need for feed, call Hickseed. Grain prices were moving up in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola rose $5.20 at $409.36. Oats gained 318 at 172.78. Number one red spring wheat went up $2.78 at 221.68. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $267.06. Feed barley, 141.47. Flax, 485.93. Yellow peas, 214.54. And feed wheat, $147.79. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, December spring wheat is up two and a half cents at five forty-nine and a half cent a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Tony Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards and an active and higher cattle market for the last week. Uh, the cow market on Tuesday averages 86 and change. We had the real good cows traded 90 to 95. On to Tuesday's or Thursday's feeder sale, 1,200 cattle on offer. Yearlings certainly stronger. 1,000 pound steers, 182. Here's a load of 950 pound Hereford steers at 185.50. 900 pound black steers, 193.5. 830 weight blacks at $2. 800 pound Char steers, 212s, yearling cattle certainly popping along the 770 weight. Black steers bring 212 as well. Into the heifer trade, 1,100-pound heifers, big heifers at 159. 920-weight uh, heifers, there's a straight load of them at 177. 900-pound Hereford heifers, good Herefords, 164.75. Here's some 860-weight black heifers at 182. Right at 8, they bring 81, 181.50. 960-weight char heifers at 193. Very few calves in our run, but some 470-weight heifers. Upper calves bring 201.50. On the DLMS direct off the farm, we have some good European eligible cattle, nine weight steers, $1.96. That's the way it is in cattle country, Heartland Swift Garden. 
And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 4,000 hogs Thursday, selling in a range of 122 to 139 per CKG. Today's sales are expected around 7,700 head, selling in a range of 118 to 141 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, September 28th are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 126.91, Ham's Cash, 137.33, Thunder Creek Brickle, 143.97, and High Life, $138.40 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and forward contract prices are trading higher this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar is up 6 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3249. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.52 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are mixed to start the week, with the Iowa, Southern Minnesota, and Western Corn Belt regions giving back an average of $1.36 U.S. 100 rate of the previous week's gains, while the national region is up 67 cents, representing the first time the region has been up since the end of the summer. The Western Corn Belt region has been making gains since bottoming out two weeks ago, while the national region registered new lows last week. If support materializes this week for the national region, it will be the first time since the summer that it will have a higher weekly base price than the previous week. Lean hog futures gap lower at the open as a response to the quarterly hogs and pigs report that was released after trading on Friday. Futures markets have since turned higher, however, as even though the hogs and pigs report was bearish, there's still a lot of hope that exports will pick up to all trade partners in the Southeast Asia, as more ASF outbreaks are being registered almost daily. And the outlook today, periods of drizzle mixed with snow, the high 4, chance of freezing drizzle overnight, the low 0, tomorrow overcast, the high 5, 40% chance of evening flurries, tomorrow and the low 0. In Regina, light rain, that's a drizzle, it's 2, that's 36 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.